0: Hey everybody! Thanks for listening to Bearcat Rewind. We have another great guest from the Northwest Missouri State Athletic Department coming up today, and this is a conversation that really reaches beyond just sports. Back on April fifth, Northwest head women's basketball coach Austin Meyer announced on social media that he tested positive for COVID nineteen. Initially, we felt the impact of the coronavirus as it essentially shut down the country and wiped out any public gatherings, any sporting events. But now with Coach Meyer announcing his positive test results, it made it feel more real around Maryville that anyone, regardless of who you are and the steps you're taking uh, to prevent that virus, unless you're just barricading yourself in your house, anyone can catch this virus. So Coach Meyer made another social media post on April 11th to let everyone know that he had a negative test for COVID and was in the clear and feeling much better. He was kind enough to join us here on Bearcat Rewind to talk about that experience. While we had him on, we also talked about Bearcat basketball and some of his background that led him into basketball and coaching influences. We want to let you know that Bearcat Rewind is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu slash alumni. Also, Mosaic Medical Center, Maryville. Mosaic provides orthopedics and sports medicine services. For more information, mymosaiclifecare.org slash sports. Coach Meyer spoke with us about COVID-19, his first two years coaching Bearcat women's basketball and his roots in the game. Austin Meyer is our guest on this edition of Bearcat Rewind. Joined today on Bearcat Rewind by the head basketball coach of the Northwest Missouri State women's team, Austin Meyer. Coach, we appreciate you coming on and joining us. And, you know, you, you knew the offseason would Probably be kind of quiet at times and a chance to get out and recruit and do a few different things, but I assume you probably didn't imagine it would be quite as quiet as it has been uh just with no sports whatsoever due to covid nineteen um uh, as we get started, how are you feeling first of all with everything that you've gone through
1: yeah no i'm I'm feeling pretty good you know it was uh for me it was uh, you know there's a couple of days um when I first came down with the sickness that were that were pretty pretty rough um but you know four or five days. Uh, I had a fever, but, um, you know, it wasn't anything over the top. But, um, you know, by day six, day seven, I was feeling pretty good.
0: Well, you go back through, and in early April, you get uh, you test positive for COVID nineteen, and and of course, there's a lot of scary stories out there around the country and around the world as this is spreading, and of course, it's it's essentially shut down our country here for the last couple of weeks. Uh, as you go in to get tested, what's your feeling like overall? Then once you actually find out that you did test positive, uh, it's kind of a shock to the system.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, went, by the time I had gone and got tested, I was you know, I was already feeling better. I just, you know, our, our family had, we had quarantined with our, um, extended family down in St. Joe and we had been, you know, staying in, going out for essential items, uh, you know, wiping everything down. So we were, we were being very cautious on everything. Um, didn't go anywhere. We didn't need to go stayed inside. Um, so, um, but wanted to get tested just for family's sake. And, uh, wasn't, uh, wasn't the most comfortable thing getting that test, but, uh, um, when I got the results back that it was positive, like I said, that was, you know, the seventh day of, after my first symptoms started. So I was already starting to feel better, but then just knowing I had it, that's when you kind of psych yourself up mentally, and, you, you know, you're, you sit there before bed, and you uh, I shouldn't have watched the news or social media, but, you know, you see all these stories, and um, um, you kind of end up psyching yourself out.
0: What symptoms overall were you facing as you went through it?
1: Yeah, I had uh, the first night. I just had um, had chills, sweats. You know, I I changed I think two or three times in the middle of the night just because I had soaked through my clothes. Um, Got to one point, four or five in the morning. You know, was soaking wet, so cold. I couldn't decide whether I wanted to go change again or stay in (laughs) stay in the bed. But um, the second night, uh, it it was more of a a headache. Chills went down a little bit. So you know, there was only. Only one, I would say, just really rough night, um, two pretty tough nights. And then after that, it was um, just kind of struggling to sleep a little bit, but um, just felt better every day after that.
0: Well, and and I think for a lot of folks, too, that might be feeling poorly that – maybe a bit of a hypochondriac, you're like, man, maybe I have it. And you get a little bit worried, but then there might actually be some people that have some symptoms that get a little bit concerned but don't want to also get that get that view of like, oh, man, I'm, I'm a terrible person because I have it. It's, it's, it's a difficult thing that anybody really can get it. It's super contagious. and But it's not like you were out recruiting or anything. You weren't putting yourself in any compromised situations. It's just it's, it's that contagious that somehow you got it and now you just have to deal with it.
1: Yep. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I have, you know, people ask me, well, did did you, you know, hear somebody that got it that maybe was connected. I have no idea how I got it. And like I said, from, um, from day one, you know, I'm a germaphobe to begin with, but, uh, from day one, um, when we went into the quarantine, you know, we were, we were on top of it. You know, we stayed in, we washed our hands, you know, my hands were cracking. I washed them so much, um, you know, go to the store and get milk and was wiping down the, you know, the grocery basket uh, was wiping down the milk as he put it in, in the basket. If we had to carry out food, you know, we brought it in, took it out of the containers, threw the containers away, washed our hands right away. I mean, thought we were doing everything we could, and, um, you know, it still wasn't good enough.
0: I've had a few people ask me as well, and, and if you can kind of walk us through it, they wondering how the test works exactly, if that's just a a swab up deep in the nose and how hard is it to get tested because there's there's that concern there aren't many actually up around northwest Missouri. Yeah,
1: yeah. When I um when I got tested, like I said I, we were down in Saint Joe, so I actually ended up um going to Cameron, Missouri. Um just found out there was a spot there that was uh, fairly easy to get tested. So I went there and got tested and um yeah I just sit you down in a chair and um it's 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 pretty uncomfortable, but it doesn't last very long. Um, you know, 10 seconds, and and you're done with it. So it's, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world.
0: Now, also, still a, a relatively young dad, and you've got a, a a young daughter there too. How hard is that? You're going through the quarantine process. You're trying to make sure everybody's healthy, get yourself healthy. That uh, you're, you're missing out on a lot of hugs and, and loving that you'd normally be getting this time of year.
1: Oh, definitely, that was the that was the hardest part. You know, the, the, the symptoms weren't, weren't horrible. Um, but just, you know, it's one thing to be gone a couple of weeks, maybe on a road trip or recruiting or, um, whatever it may be. Um, you know, to be away from family, that's rough enough to begin with. But when you're in the same house, uh, you know, as your has your family and you, you can't get near them. So it was, uh, it was a little tough when my daughter's at the bottom of the stairs, can't figure out why I won't come downstairs. Um, or she's knocking on the door, you know, yelling dad. That was that was a little rough, so it was nice when I got my official uh word back that I was in the clear. It was nice to get back with her and and spend some time. So, um and then, you know, obviously everybody in the same house, you always you always worry about um spreading, so you know, life had had some symptoms, so we've kind of kept her away as well a little bit. and We've kind of uh switched roles a little bit, but uh we'll we'll get through it.
0: And, and on the way through it now, and, and I feel like it's the perfect transition to head back into, into basketball and sports, which we don't have much of right now. Well, we don't have any of actually outside of esports going on, but you're coming off your second season as the head coach here at Northwest Missouri State for women's basketball and, and the Bearcats uh, taking some big steps forward this season and, and getting some big wins, getting back into the MIAA tournament in Kansas City, finishing up 12 and 18 overall. Um, what's your takeaway from this year and, and year two as a head coach?
1: Yeah, well, like I said, you know, we we made some jumps. We had a we had a stretch in there towards the end of the season where, um, you know, we had a had a five-game losing streak where, you know, three of those games, our one-possession games at the at the end of the game, where we're right there. So um, definitely made some jumps, you know, from where we were when we when we took the program over two years ago. Um, I think we got it to a good a good spot right now, and and really excited about our class coming in. You know, we have three really good high school kids coming in that play a high level AAU um, that won at a high level um, in high school. Um, and then just with our, our group returning, you know, we have a lot of kids that now have experience in the MIAA. Um, you know, our seniors have three, four years experience in the league. And, um, you know, obviously this COVID things kind of put a, a hurt to everyone, but uh, you know, just hoping we can get things going back and our kids can continue to improve over the summer. And um, it's kind of that, call it kind of a little bit of that selfish time where it's all about you individually how much better can you get you know through the off season through the summer so when we come back as a team in September we're we're that much better as a whole unit
0: you look back at the last two years and it's kind of a body of work and you're always working forward to that next game and, and what's coming next but is there one game in particular that you look at as the biggest w for a turning point or maybe one win in particular that you hold a little bit closer to your heart
1: yeah I mean I think um you know I think two years ago that that went on the road at Washburn for the first time you know in thirty years or whatever it was was huge for us um this year, I think you know we talked about it we we had some struggles towards the end of the season, um you know, not having a healthy candy eating, you know i know hurt us, but everybody has has their their injury issues, so it's it's not really an excuse, but we you know we had a had some struggles down the stretch, but still to get to Kansas City um and then go down there and play the way we did against central oak um you know first time being in kansas city playing at municipal auditorium in quite some time um the fact that we got down and we didn't just get down there um we played well we won a game and i think that's going to be huge for our program moving forward
0: you get that big experience in kansas city and of course it, it doesn't hurt the recruiting either with so many great recruits uh, for women's basketball around the kc area um couple of years under your belt, you're working with Adai Houston, who you played with here at Northwest Missouri State as well. But you see programs take on the coach's personality, and, and whatever the coach is putting out there, that's kind of the direction that uh, that team heads as well. Is that something that you think about? I mean, you're a guy that uh, you don't really blow your top. You stay pretty calm on the sideline, but obviously you get vocal when, when necessary. But is that something you have to think about as a young coach of trying to, I, I guess, uh, build that pathway of what direction you want this program to head early on in your career
1: yeah i think um you know a big thing for us is um you know we, we want to have fun in our program i think we do that as a staff and team um you know we want to we want to play with energy um, we want to be positive and i think um, if you want to do those things um if you want your team to do those things you got to be able to do that as a staff so um i think we we have good cohesion in our staff um i mean coach houston's phenomenal our graduate assistants do an awesome job so um it, it's just been a good thing i think we've really um laid a foundation on you know how how we want to work um how much time we want to put in um how we want to treat each other and, and uh, you know our, our team gets along as good as probably any team i've ever seen they care about each other um they want what's best for each other so I think just continuing that and the pieces we're bringing in are only going to help that and uh, just continue to grow.
0: You played for Steve Tapmeyer here at Northwest Missouri State, and then you got your coaching uh, started under Coach Tap, and then also under Ben McComb after that, who you stayed with for, I think, 10 years with Coach Mac before he took over as a head coach. Were you kind of taking little bits and pieces from those guys as you're an assistant coach, kind of growing up and, and seeing the way that they handle their teams?
1: Absolutely, yeah, and, and, you know, starting with Coach Tab, just what he did from a disciplinarian standpoint and, um, you know, the being on time, um, you know, the fighting for your teammates, being unselfish, um, just putting in the work, you know, learned that, you know, playing for him and coaching for him. And then, you know, working from coach for Coach McComb as well, I learned so much more just, you know, he had the background of Coach Tapmeyer. He also had the background of David Moe. Um, and just kind of his offensive philosophy. So, um, you know, I think those two, uh, you know, Mac will tell you, have really helped turn him into the coach that that he is today. And then, you know, for me, it was, you know, Max in the office watching film, breaking this down, watching this offensively, this defensively, uh, putting all the time in throughout the day. That when when it was time for practice, it was basically a clinic. So, you know, I would be, you know, working on other things throughout the day. Maybe it's recruiting uh can't whatever it may be but when it was time to go to practice it was great because you know i could learn from him um during that you know two-hour time frame
0: now you talk about coach Mack and that offensive philosophy but don't you want to take a little bit of credit for that he always has like some long guys that can sit up and shoot some three-pointers and you were pretty good from long range so shouldn't you take some credit for what's going on there
1: yeah yeah i, I wasn't i wasn't as good as these guys that are shooting it now <laughs> but uh um shot it pretty well back in the day and and uh it's a, i mean it's a huge part of the game you know i think when you watch them play just the the length and the shooting out there on the floor um you know i sit up there in the crowd and i um, try to figure out how i would defend them and and you know there's really not <laughs> there's really no good way to do it and i, I think it, that's shown over the last couple of years that uh no matter what you try to do um they're going to take advantage of they're going to take advantage of it, whether it be a ball screen coverage um or however you want to play it, you know, they're just they're just so talented and they play so well together, well-coached that, uh, you know, from another other team standpoint, there's really nothing you can do.
0: You were a huge part of the recruiting process, too, as uh, when you were with uh, Coach McCollum there, and of course it seemed like the quality of players, they're always good, but it seemed like it increased as the years went on. At what point, and, and I don't know if, if you have much insight on this or, or want to say much, but did it get to a certain point to where you had certain guys you would target and you would kind of walk in and Northwest Missouri State, this is what we've done the last few years, and it kind of became shooting fish in a barrel with some of these kids?
1: Yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, especially after winning the national championship too, um, it, it, it did get a little bit easier to recruit. I mean, we, we still worked at it, and those, those guys still work extremely hard at it now. But, um, you know, those early years and kind of were where we've been, you know, in the women's program here is you're, you're, you're selling a vision, um, of where we want to be. You know, maybe we, you know, we haven't won here in a while. We want you to come be a part and get this thing changed. Whereas now, you know, from Coach McCollum and, and Schneider's position, it's, hey, you want to win championship. Um, and it's pretty much shown that that's what you're going to have a chance to do. So, you uh, know, I think it does get a little bit easier, especially, um, you know, nationally, people know about the program. Um, where you're not just having to rec- recruit within three or four state region here. You can get outside of that. But even even our guys, are still they still get the local kids that aren't too far away, where mom and dad come to the games. Um, you know, your recruiting visits, it's a lot better when you can bring a kid in for a, a day visit that's two or three hours away rather than having to fly somebody in, fly them out, um, and then maybe you don't end up taking them anyways, where financially it can cost you as well
0: and seeing that same thing happen right now for the women's basketball program too with so many good kids in this general area able to bring in and uh, and it's working at us we see this program turn around under you right now but you look back growing up in blue springs was basketball always at the center for you or did you ever kind of think about heading in a different direction sport wise
1: no it was it was always basketball i, I did play baseball growing up but um you know, I was the kid that my mom would always say I never really watched cartoons. I'd be watching the NBA, and, you know, during a commercial, you go out and you simulate it in the driveway. So uh, it was uh, it was a lot of basketball and baseball growing up, and um, eventually got to the point where um, in high school I thought, you know, basketball was probably my uh, my strength, so uh, that's what I went with. What
0: positions did you play in baseball?
1: Oh, well, I played a little bit of everything. I played left field short stop third base first base when i got a little bit taller i was um thrown over at first base a little bit more and um but i played multiple positions
0: when you were coming up in high school or maybe this is a middle school thing uh, where did the nickname train come from
1: <laughs> uh buddy in high school uh, i don't even really know how he came up with it but um started calling me a train and they started to chant at games and um that started started in high school and then carried on into, into college some of uh my uh, freshman friends um carried it on so i don't I, really know how it originated <laughs> but
0: i think a train is something we should bring back uh, chant wise at bearcat games
1: <laughs> might, might stay away from that one
0: if you get teed up we'll start the chant that will be good there then. you go all right before i let you go with uh, everybody being quarantined, the shelter-in-place orders, everybody's kind of finding different ways to entertain themselves, and it's been nice actually outside to get outside if you could, until this week here in Maryville where it just changed on a dime. But do you have any book recommendations if someone's looking to to find something good to read while we're in this shelter-in-place? What's your go-to?
1: I'm a, I'm a big John Gordon guy, um, and you can see his stuff on 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 Twitter, social media as well, but uh he's he's written num- numerous books, just a um positive energy guy and I think uh um you know, positive motivation. I think it's a good time right now where we're at. Um especially, you know, people are dealing with things. It's it's tough. Everybody's inside. I'm not getting to interact. So, he's a he's a good one.
0: Is there anything in particular whenever wife goes to bed, daughter goes to bed, you're up by yourself? That you're gonna turn on that's uh a, a Netflix show that you're like, Well, my wife doesn't care for this at all, but I can watch it now that she's asleep.
1: Well, there's, there's not much. You know, we were we we'd got into uh Tiger, whatever the Tiger Tiger King, <laughs> yeah. The Tiger <laughs> show is on Netflix and we had we had watched them all but two, so we told ourselves that when we can be reunited, um, close together again, we're gonna finish that off. But uh, you know, when I was going through uh some sleepless nights. I think I, I think I watched four or five seasons of The Office, which I'd already watched before, but I feel like that's kind of the go to. Um, keeps you happy, keeps you laughing. And uh, you know, they're fairly short episodes and then um you know any ESPN thirty for thirties, uh, I always enjoy those. So um I got a couple more I haven't watched but other than that I've watched quite a bit of it. There's only so much game film um, you know, you can watch during these times.
0: Yeah, I don't blame it. Now we've got the Bulls documentary coming out on Sunday, so at yeah, least I'm the first part. Yeah, I'm excited
1: for that one. That's going to that's be, be good. I'm, I'm really excited about that.
0: Where are you on the Michael Jordan-LeBron James debate?
1: My, uh, my answer would be LeBron's better because he's younger. That's how, <laughs> In, that's, how I go, that's how I go about that one.
0: That's a cop-out. The answer is
1: Michael Jordan <laughs> all the time. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd, I'd take Jordan.
0: Austin, we appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on the podcast with us. We're glad to hear that you're feeling better and uh, looking forward to seeing you back out on the recruiting trail and basketball coming around uh, before we know it.
1: Hey, I appreciate it, Matt. And everybody take care. Be safe.
0: Thanks again to Coach Meyer for joining us on Bearcat Rewind to talk about his bout with COVID-19 and the Northwest Women's Basketball Program. It was great to get his first hand account of dealing with this virus, and it is so easy to pick up, as he mentioned. Please take precautions, take care of yourself and those around you. We're looking forward to seeing Coach Meyer back with his team, hopefully very soon. Thank you for listening to Bearcat Rewind. If you've missed some of our previous podcasts, or this is the first time you've listened in the last couple of weeks, we've had Kelly Nelson, a former Northwest Missouri state women's basketball player, a previous career three point record holder until Jalen Haggard broke that mark in the MIAA tournament. A great conversation there with Kelly. And head football coach Rich Wright spoke with John Coffey about the adjustments the football program is making to try to get themselves ready for the fall, despite COVID-19 kind of throwing a wrench into those spring practices. So uh, quite a few great podcasts out there for you. Be sure to check out those episodes. Please subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends about Bearcat Rewind. I'm Matt Tritton. We will talk to you again next time.